mimic your training environment. Um, so we want to think about where, where you're going to be running that test with football club. Is it going to be a track? Is it going to be on a football oval? And if so, train at least once a week in that environment. So if you know it's going to be on a, on a track and field, then train um, your aerobic um, or long, longer interval day on that day. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week I host live Q&As where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show your support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the AFL High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes. Today I'll be presenting on seven tips to improve and not only improve, but make sure you get a record 2K time trial, a personal best this summer. I'm not going to go into the tips that you would have heard before on our previous episodes. Um, they are the big rocks. They are the fundamentals, such thing as consistent training routine, uh, follow, following interval-based training, long runs, and of course, uh, your lifestyle, sleep, nutrition, hydration, and the importance of running technique. I've talked about those uh, in great detail in previous episodes. So hopefully these seven tips are tips that you haven't heard before, um, but that I believe, particularly for those that have got a sub seven minute 2K, can really get you to the next level, whether it be six minutes 30 or, or for those that are six minutes 30, get closer to that goal of six minute 2K time trial. So if you've got any questions, feel free to uh, use the comment section below if you're working off, uh, if you're watching us off YouTube, if you're watching us on Instagram, Hit me up in the comment section of any questions a couple of you have sent through from our Instagram story that I'll answer in about five minutes. Um, but before we get into today's show, a quick announcement. Super excited to bring in a new online master class course. And our first one is going to be with Ben Parker, who's the Gold Coast Suns chef and performance dietitian. This is going to be a highly, although it's online, it's going to be a highly practical course. Uh, I've referred a few athletes to work with Ben. And some of the key things that they talk about is um, how important, how effective they found for preparing for the combine or getting them in great shape to have some structure, have some uh, recipes that are easy to follow that they can apply straight to their training routine uh, and getting in really good habits regarding their food prep uh, and knowing uh, what ingredients to go for and be able to really effectively make um, some really healthy and nutritious meals to give them more energy and get into that ideal body composition that they need to be able to perform at the highest level. So if you're interested, uh, where tickets are already starting to sell out fast, so make sure to click the link in my Instagram bio or you can just simply Google Ben Parker's online and masterclass and our landing page will pop up. Uh, tickets are $50.00. They're $30 for academy members. So if you're on our online program, working with one of our coaches or you're in our academy membership, you can get a, a $20 discount. Um, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to the show. It's on December the 17th of uh, uh, it's a Sunday at 10 a.m. Australian Standard Time. I'm actually going live with Ben Parker uh, in 30 minutes. So if you want to watch that uh, live and send in your questions to find out more information, feel free to tune in there. But First tip to improve your 2K time trial. Uh, 
know your current capacity and make sure you've got an idea of what your maximal aerobic speed is. Uh, and that's really, really important. There's no point following a program uh, if you're just following targets or following the running partner all the time uh, and your running partners are changing or you're following a different workout every time. Some days you're just going hard off feel. Other days you're going easy because you're feeling uh, not that motivated. We want to take the emotions out of it and have a really clear program um, that is structured, progressively overloaded, but more importantly, specific to your capacity. So to work out your uh, maximum aerobic speed, the research shows a minimum of a six-minute max distance run. It would be the least amount of time to be able to get an idea of what that maximum aerobic speed is to have an idea of how we can improve your VO2 max. So six minutes would be the minimum. Uh, you can do anywhere between six and 10 minutes to get that same effect. And you want to work out what the average speed is for um, that you're moving for for that test. And that's where we want to work off a percentage. So just think about like when you're doing percentage-based lifting in the gym, for those that have done that before, perhaps on our program or another program, if you can bench press 100 kilos and you're working at 80% and you might be doing five sets of five repetitions at 80%, that's 80 kilos for that person. No different for the for uh, running. Let's say we're running at 110% and someone's MAS, their maximum aerobic speed is five meters per second. And they've worked that out from their 2K time trial, what was the average speed they were moving at? And they're running at 110% for, let's say, two minutes on, one minute off. So they'd be running at 5.5 meters per second times that 5.5 by the seconds that you're moving, so 120, and that will give you a target distance to hit for those two minutes on, one minute off. Okay, so that's just one example of how you can use MAS. Highly recommended to have individual running targets. It's something we've been doing on the online program now for the last two years and I'm getting great feedback from the athletes on that program, uh, not only with their 2K time chart, but also for repeat speed day. We do the same thing for sprints as well. We work off a percentage of their max for the sprint. So things should be objective, uh, it takes the emotions out of it and also will allow us to progressively overload your program uh, and it also allows us to be in sync with your gym program and your running program. So I uh, highly recommend working that out. Number two, particularly for those that have got a, already a, quite a fast 2K time trial. So if you listen to this and your 2K time trials between six minutes and seven minutes, repeat speed day is really, really important in your program because you're already moving at a pretty quick pace uh, to get that time. So we want to be working uh, at above your um, max maximal aerobic speed um, by at least 20%. So you're working at 120% if you're using MAS. I like to work out your anaerobic speed reserve for more repeat speed days, particularly because uh, you may have a really good, uh, a really average 2K time trial, but you're super fast. So for those guys, it's really important that we've got to understand what their max speed is. Otherwise, the repeat speed data we program, if we just go off the 2K time trial, will be far too easy and we're not going to get the stimulus to really challenge repeat speed day. So, um, you can work out what's called their anaerobic speed reserve. If you Google that, um, you'll, uh, my blog post will pop up. If you can't find it, just direct message me. I go into more detail about how to find out your anaerobic speed reserve using a flying 20 meter for those that don't have GPS units. But effectively, good rule of thumb, if you have your anaerobic speed reserve, we're working at 100% of your MAS plus 25% of your anaerobic speed reserve for that repeat speed day. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, something that probably gets overlooked a lot and that's the importance of flexibility and mobility to be able to get in really efficient shapes okay so we've, i've talked about the importance of a running technique in the past um something that i think gets overlooked is flexibility so making sure that you are getting some stretching in and also tissue health so if you're following an intense program 
We want to make sure that you're, you're um, looking after your ITB, your calves, uh, your feet, uh, quads, adductors. These muscles that are um, being constantly pushed to adapt need to also make sure that you're working in. You're not just constantly working out all the time. So um, I would recommend uh, getting a deep tissue massage once a week, doing um, PNF stretching, particularly partner stretching if you can, uh, to get a deeper stretch. Uh, if you can't, then just use some thick resistance bands to be able to uh, get that deeper stretch. Particularly important for stretching your hip flexors and your quads, because we know how dominant they are when you're with your running. And then, from a tissue health point of view, I'd be getting a little crossbar or a golf ball underneath your feet to look after the arches in your feet, uh, and making sure you're releasing your calves um, with a foam roller as well as your adductors. So that's tip number three: improve flexibility and, and continually look after your tissue health. A uh, good rule of thumb, let's say you went for a 60-minute field session, try and get in uh, somewhere over the next 24 hours before your next run. Um, so 24 to 48 hours uh, between runs, get in 60 minutes of recovery work. So it might be a 20-minute walk, 20-minute stretch, and then a 20-minute foam roll. Um, and that will put you in good stead and keep your body feeling, rather than feeling all gluey and tight, um, feeling free so you'll be able to maintain those um, good running patterns. Tip number four um, days where your joints are sore, so that bad pain um, that I've talked about in the past. So we're not talking about muscle soreness. Um, we're not talking about um, just feeling body fatigue or feeling low motivation. We're talking about actually sore, like a sore knee, uh, a sore foot, um, maybe early onset of uh, shin splints, um, whatever it might be. And maybe it's an old injury um, that you've had in the past. We want to um, make sure we nip that in butt straight away and don't just push through that. Um, particularly if it's an overload type um, injury, we want to make sure we want to prevent at all costs, obviously, a stress fracture in the feet uh, or shin splints because they can be diabolical to your um, running fitness and obviously pre-season. So um, when you do get those early signs, the body does tend to let us know before it's a um, significant injury. I would go straight into your backup options of having some good aerobic swim workouts uh, or bike workouts. And the best rule of thumb would be work three to one. So Three minutes on, one minute off, yeah, or um, 40 seconds on, 10 seconds off, things like that. Maintain, you know, get good exposure of heart rate above 90% for those that have a smartwatch or heart rate strap. Um, you just simply work out 220 minus your age and then just want to, and then times 0.9 to work out what we want to try and hit there. Um, and that way we're getting a good aerobic stimulus um, That's and also you're looking after your body from those uh, by reducing the ground reaction forces that we get from uh, running. So listen to your body, have some backup options and get that work in from a physiology point of view, cardiovascular point of view. Um, don't just do nothing on those days, but also you're looking after your joint health so you'll be able to hopefully deload uh, and go again another day rather than causing into a long-term injury. Tip number five, uh, probably something that most of you will be doing already, but for some of you that don't, Make sure you actually practice the test that your club does. So if you hear that they do it, they're changing to a ten-minute run, and you've never gone for a ten-minute run before, I would be regularly doing um, that. Perhaps maybe a month out from your actual test with your football club. So practice your pacing, practice from a mental point of view, preparing for that, and and doing all-out max effort. Um, and yeah, make sure you're familiar with the test before doing it with your football club. That's something that can be really important because, as we know. Um, yes, it is a test of your aerobic capacity, um, but it's also a test of your ability to um, get the most out of yourself, not over 
um, compete, get too competitive early and um, hit a wall. <clears throat> but equally, we also don't want to overpace and have too much left at the end where you, you could have uh, worked a lot harder. So that where, that's where the pacing comes in. So that's number five. Make sure you, you practice um, either over if you've just started your program, have, a, have an idea now to work out that maximum aerobic speed that I talked about in tip one, um, but also maybe practice once a month to your 2K jump drop. Number six, mimic your training environment. Um, so we want to think about where, where you're going to be running that test your football club. Is it going to be a track? Is it going to be on a football oval? And if so, train at least once a week in that environment. So if you know it's going to be on a, on a track and field, then train um, your aerobic um, or long, longer interval day on that day. Um, particularly when max distance efforts pops up, like maybe a three-minute three max distance effort and you've got a target you want to hit, um, do it on that exact train. Ideally, try and get some players down so you can mimic competing with each other and running with people around you. Um, think about your running shoes, um, your attire, how you hydrate, how you eat leading up to that, uh, and actually don't just um, start thinking about the event Um in the moment, but um, treat it like a test. So you're probably going to be thinking about it the night before, have a bit of a routine down pat and a strategy um, just so you're really familiar and comfortable on uh, race day by exposing yourself to that uh, stress. And then last tip, tip number seven, have a target and use the running calculator, um, which is a link I'll add into the show notes of this podcast. It's fantastic. You've got all your – I'm just looking at it now for those on YouTube. You've got your um, – everywhere from between 5, 10K, half marathon, marathon, 800 metres, 1,500, all the way through to 2K time trial. Um, you can enter in the distance. Then you can enter in the time that you want to hit, minutes and seconds, and then it will give you your split times that you need to hit. So if you're running a 400-metre track, uh, and let's say I'll just enter in someone that wants to hit a 6-minute 35, for a 400 metres, they want to be averaging a 1-minute 19 uh, lap time. So that can be really, really important in terms of helping your pacing. So that's uh, uh, seven tips there to hopefully give you an advantage and, and hit a new personal best this summer. Uh, if any of these tips you've heard before or if they're for the first time and you want to start implementing these, please let me know um, via Instagram or TikTok uh, or you can email me at jackatpro.com. I always love to hear how these podcasts are helping um, the listeners. So, yeah, let me know. If you found those tips helpful uh, and good luck with your training update for this month in terms of live episodes we've not only just changed the title over the last couple of weeks to the high performance podcast for afl staff and athletes uh we've also changed the schedule a little bit so um in 2024 i'll be doing a little bit more um a bit basically two two-thirds of the weekly content will be uh, hosted by myself do, doing educational content for coaches and athletes uh, and we'll be doing less interviews so start to strip that back a little bit more a little bit more AFL specific though in 2023 I did broaden the horizon a little bit more at rugby uh, high performance staff and medical staff we also looked at track and field um, so it was a little bit more of a, a bit more of a range of, of different um, people, experts in the in the area this year 2024 um, after some reflection, we'll go back to like we did in 2022, more AFL-specific, more narrow-minded, and I've got some great guests uh, already uh, penciled in for the rest of 2023, but also in 2024, early on, January, February. So, um, yeah, we'll be releasing in a new episode every Monday, either that's hosted by myself or an interview-based uh, episode that used to be on the Wednesdays. 
Uh, I'm now only going to do one monthly update for footballers, uh, but there'll be a lot more valuable content in that monthly um, compared to the weekly. And then also we'll do a monthly update for coaches, strength and conditioning staff, so a specific uh, topic for those. Uh, and then um, we'll try and get a good mix of football athletes as well as uh, high-performance staff uh, interview-based. So for this, um, for the rest of the month, these are the guests that we're lucky enough to have on. Jackson Dennis, who's the head, uh, sorry, the senior strength and conditioning coach at Fremantle Dockers. That'll be the 9th of November, 3 p.m. Matt Jordan, who's got his own business um, and is an expert coach, especially in neuromuscular training. That's at 10 a.m. on the 23rd of November. On that same day, we've got Shane McCurry, who's leading the space in uh, well-being uh, in the AFL Shambles Football. He's at Richmond Football Club. Um, so it'll be an interesting podcast to tune in for. They'll be at 2 p.m., uh, on the same day, on the 23rd of November. And then Gareth Sanford, who's an expert when it comes to team-based um, conditioning and that um, using MAS prescription, like I talked about, as well as the anaerobic speed reserve. So if that interests you, particularly high-performance staff out there that don't want to just be doing the same cookie-cutter programming that everyone else is doing, tempo, just running 100s, 150s, 200s, 300s, and they want a little bit more science to their approach, a bit more of an objective approach, um, Gareth's really leading the way there. So tune in on that episode 30th of November at 10 a.m. And then Sam Dodge, who's the head strength and power coach. He's been doing a bit of Jonas's work, Jonas Dodo's work, which we had on recently on the podcast, uh, as Jonas mentioned. Sam's been doing great work with the Adelaide Crows as their senior strength and power coach when it comes to acceleration and deceleration as well as max velocity work uh, and using um, view motion, the artificial intelligence to um, measure progress from a technique point of view. So um, that will also be on the 30th of November, that interview, and that will be at 4 p.m. So there's a list. Obviously, Academy members, you've got access to the calendar in our membership to be able to see. As soon as I book a guest in uh, or I have uh, booked a masterclass in, go straight to that calendar. So when you log into the dashboard, you can see all the upcoming guests. Uh, but for those um, listening in the public forum, um, that's a bit of an update for the rest of the next few weeks or so. As I mentioned at the start of the show, super excited to bring in probably every uh, four every every year. So we'll look at one per quarter to do an online masterclass where we get to dive in a little bit deeper with our with a guest, an expert on a specific topic. So first, with because nutrition is so popular, uh, both with male and female uh, footballers, I thought we'd get Ben on. Ben on. He was also top rated when we did our Instagram poll for, for with you guys on our Instagram. Who, which uh, practitioner do you think is the best in the AFL? And um, Ben came out on top. So um, it's an absolute pleasure to have him on. I'm super excited to have Ben on as our first podcast. Uh, it's going to be a live, uh, so it'll be dynamic. You'll be able to ask you, ask questions to Ben, and he's also going to present and provide some um, practical um, knowledge for you all. So make sure to lock in your spot. Um, we've got 45 tickets left. It's going to be online December 17th at 10 a.m. So it's a Sunday. So most of your schedule should be free. Um, and as I mentioned as well, Academy members, if you're on our program, you're following, a, you work with one of our coaches or you're just simply a member, uh, you save $20 um, by using the coupon that I've emailed to you all. So really excited for that one. Uh, make sure to get your tickets as they are selling out fast. Now answer, to wrap up the show, I'm just going to answer a couple of questions that you guys sent in. Um, so first, of Lachlan Grant, how to build up a 2K time trial fit, fitness. Great question. So typically your off season, I'd have two weeks off running. If you feel like running, of course, go for it, but no structured running program. Then 
two weeks where we're going for two runs a week, typically a more anaerobic, longer interval, low intensity one, and then more a repeat speed session. No sprinting at this stage, no hard accelerations or agility work, um, no ball work programmed either. Then we're going to go for six weeks. We're doing three sessions a week, typically an aerobic run, a threshold one where they're the hardest, the heart rate's up nice and high, um, and we're working at that um, above race pace, your 2K time trial pace or at it. Um, for two to one ratio or even three to one ratio. So that's uh, yeah, quite a challenging running day. And then we've got more your intensity day where we're building up your um, sprints, we're building up your change of direction work, football, uh, and you're doing uh, maybe some shuttles on that day. So we're building up that change of direction work uh, as well as your repeat acceleration work. Um, then as over those six-week block, you start to sprint twice a week. So we bookend, start at the end of the week, um, the middle session might become a bit of a lighter day, um, but you're getting two quality sessions uh, and then you may get back to your training sessions with your club one to two times a week in that six block. Then we'll typically have a um, three-week block with a football program. You're doing three football sessions at your club and then an extra heels or fart leg type run session. So for three weeks there, we've, we've increased the running loads. You're doing lots of chaos, lots of football plus some top-up running and you, you're um, running four times a week with the extra run session on the weekends. And then two weeks over Christmas where you have a bit of a deload, three um, run sessions a week, let the body sort of absorb that um, block, which is around 10 weeks of work where you've built up your 2K fitness. So hopefully that makes sense. Ideally, you're in 2K peak shape around that January, February phase. So then you can move on from that type of running, focus more on your on all your running loads for the week being football orientated and gearing up if you're in season where you're focusing your practice matches in March. You know, as of February, we really don't want to be focused on 2K time trial. You've hit your targets and you're focusing more on, on football performance at that point. So hopefully that helps you question, Lachlan. Next one was from Sarah uh, Jones, prevent overload type injuries. I've struggled with, in the past, groins and shin splints. How can I prevent these while also improving my performance? Great question, Sarah. I would also throw um, stress fascias in the lower back and the feet. They, they're quite common as well for your hard workers or those that um, find it really hard to read their body and listen to their body, like I talked about before with the, with the tips, making sure that if you do have a niggle, particularly if it's the, in the shins, the feet, um, we want to make sure we listen to those or your knees. You want to listen to those straight away uh, and do an off-feet conditioning session and get uh, diagnosed as well to make sure that you're um, onto that and you're doing everything you can before it turns into a big problem. Um, but some tips to um, help mitigate these type of overload injuries. Firstly, following a well-designed program. What does that mean? So something that's progressively overload. So like I just talked about for that schedule, two weeks off, so you mentally and physically recover, rejuvenate, and then it just builds up towards um, um, some higher end work where you're out working eventually at four sessions a week uh, and then you get a bit of a deload for a couple of weeks. So progressive overload, making sure um, your uh, running program also works in with your football program that also works in with your gym program. So someone's got an idea of your body and what works well for you, but also how to layer in um, the football, the conditioning and the gym. Obviously football is number one, um, but we want to make sure the conditioning and the gym are appropriate to um, where you are in with your season. Um, so right now is probably a really good time to be getting um, getting fit, getting the footballs back out, doing some change of direction work and really getting strong uh, in the gym, lifting heavy weights. But that will change as we get 
uh, further along from off-season into pre-season, your focus will change. So making sure the program is AFL-specific, like our online strength edition program where you're working with coaches who understand the demands of the game. Um, making sure, like I said, you've got an understanding of your capacity. Don't just run with the best runner in the team all the time um, because that's going to uh, potentially cause you harm because you're not at their capacity. So you'll be constantly pushing. At times, yes, we want to push and work maximally. Other times, we have lower days and really good opportunity to work on your technique, your rhythm, your breathing. Um, so we can't just be going max out every session. Um, so that's where working within your uh, capacity is really, really important. As I talked about earlier, frequency, I like to keep it in between, as I mentioned, two to four runs. No way you should be running every day. That's counterproductive uh, and not sustainable for, for a footballer. Typically, you're going to be heavier than the athletes that tolerate that like a marathon runner. Um, but also you've got other stresses on you that um, like weight training, increasing your muscle mass, uh, other things like football loads, um, so it's not just just running, but your body contact. There's other stresses that your body needs to be able to tolerate and recover from. So three to four runs, you should be able to get all the results you need with that frequency. And then lastly, um, the analogy of thinking of our running loads as money in the bank, and that's something you may have heard before. And simply the analogy is if you're at the start of your off-season, you have that two weeks off, um, we're not putting money in the bank. We're just on hold during that phase. Then you go on for two weeks, we do two sessions in a week, and they shouldn't be high-intensity max hour runs. They should just be getting back into running. So you're putting in um, some good money in the bank, not big money in the bank, but you're putting in consistent over those two weeks for um, moderate sessions where you're putting in some money in the bank and you're not taking a lot out by doing max high-intensity effort. Then over that six weeks, um, we should be taking a little bit of money out by doing some high-intensity days, but there should be two sessions, so two-thirds of it, where you're putting money in. So your sessions where you do have a little bit left in the tank at the end of the session, those sessions are good. You're building up your capacity. Uh, and then that three-week block where we're going four sessions a week, you're probably now at 50-50. So two sessions a week where they're highly demanding, you've got nothing left, and then two sessions where you've got a little bit left each session and you're putting money back in, okay? So if you don't want to go through where you're just constantly taking money out every session, you're going to cause yourself harm eventually at some point, okay? So make sure we've got that ratio right. And that's it, guys. Hopefully, there's enough value there and some uh, important tips and tricks to help you. Make sure to stick around on our Instagram in 20 minutes' time where I'll interview Ben Parker and I'll be discussing um, how our, our online masterclass is going to help you. If you're listening to the podcast and you're interested to join um, and you've got any questions, I'm happy to jump on a call and explain. But essentially, Ben, who's from the Gold Coast Sun, is going to teach you everything you need to know to be able to um, eat like a pro. Um, both with some recipes and templates for you to follow, but also getting in some good habits uh, and some uh, excellent work that he's been doing over the last few years at the Gold Coast Sun. So if you want to gain muscle, um, Ben's done a lot of work with the younger developing players. If you want to increase your focus, increase your fueling, so you're feeling high energy and you'll be able to train at the highest level, um, this will be a perfect masterclass for you. It's only $50, so make sure to book your spot as soon as possible. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content, learn who the guests are in advance, and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts, and freebies. 
and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database, and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible and just for $5 a week you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely anytime. time.